my belief is that change will come from the people and not from the institutions. So why I set the fourth business up was if people can recognize and re-remember who they are, what they want to be known for, why they're on this planet, then you start building your business DNA, your personal DNA from that space. Then you can look at your what you want to build, the commercial model that sits underneath you. And you can look at that and go from a commercial aspect and a cultural aspect. We're on a mission. We're going to find and uncover the smartest, most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Explore their highs, their lows, and how they ultimately mastered the game. I'm Martin Cook, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Smarter Destiny podcast. I'm grateful for you and your time. Now let's level up together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Smarter Destiny podcast. So this time we are joined by my special guest and friend, Lindsay Boyd. Lindsay Boyd is the founder of Bob Earth. And you can tell by my overly excited tone today, <laughs> it's because Bob Earth is a big deal. What Lindsay does, and through her keynote speeches from around the world, literally the corners of the planet, she's teaching entrepreneurs and business owners and brands how to change their way of thinking and how to think in terms of impact, literally changing their units of measure to impact, making the world a better place and less about the old school, historic dinosaur profit and revenue that we've all grown accustomed to. Lindsay's superpower is spotting trends and figuring out where the world is moving and how we can cross-sect that trajectory of the planet so that we can get ahead of the curve and leverage that vision to make our business better and when i say better i mean more impact units okay she's a visionary and oh just a wonderful thing we've been, we've been chatting off air for like a long time already um much longer than normal guests and that just is a small little snippet there into how excited and how awesome this interview is going to be so without further ado let's bring it to the stage Lindsay how's it going thank you wow what an intro I am so delighted to so be on your show and you know we are like kindred spirits so thank you so much for having me on here today thank you for being on um so I, I know we spoke about it off air, but um, for, for the audience and for any new audience uh, members listening today, welcome, by the way, hello, but um, and hit that share button and hit that subscribe button, all the rest of it. But the way we like to do things here is we like to kick things off with an origin story, right? You know, when, uh, when Spider-Man got bitten by the radioactive spider, right? We, we like to know, <laughs> uh, Peter Parker did, we like to know where you've come from, okay? And that point of transition, that point of struggle, that point of throwing things in the air and going, fuck this, I'm changing my trajectory as an entrepreneur. If you've got that story in mind, Lindsay, could you take us back to that time and paint as a word picture? Okay, so I'm stood in the kitchen with my mum and I'm 11 years of age. And I said to my mum, mum, I'm thinking of leaving school. So my mum turns around and says to me, what on earth are you talking about? What are you gonna do with your life? And I said, don't worry, mum, I'm gonna be as big as Oprah Winfrey. Now at the time, 11 years of age, my mum kind of thought I had two heads. And so at 15, when I did leave school with no qualifications, but was very bright at school, but the way that they learned another conversation wasn't really for me. I then went on my own trajectory. And at the age of 18, I opened my first retail shop in Leeds, being a Northern lass. And then I, are you a footballer, football star? Like, do you like football? I, I enjoy watching it like I enjoy watching a movie. I don't care who's injured or who's buying who. That's that's my standard. <laughs> All right. So at the time, Leeds United was huge, global brand. And I had one of those footballers' wives work for me. So Gary McAllister, Gary Speed, Eric Cantona, Vinnie Jones, all the guys used to come and shop in my shop. Wow. And I was 18. And I was buying in, um, in uh, Milan and Paris, very young age. And I saw what brand and fame could do for your business. Literally my clothes looked like they had legs and they walked out of the shop. So my second business, I sold the first one at the age of 20 and set up my second business, footwear manufacturing business. And I, but we spotted a gap in the market for fashion sneakers. And before we knew it, we sold 150,000 pairs of shoes in the first season. So that equated to a business turning over around 5 million. 
and we set up seven distribution channels around the world and I learned about distribution and overlaid that power of fame and celebrity and what that could do for your brand. So the Beastie Boys were wearing them and Robbie Williams was wearing them and all the cool celebrities at the time going back many years. Fast forward the story, I had the shoes in the design museum as design classics and I sold the business to Caterpillar at the age of 24. Wow. So when my friends were going to university, I was on my journey of my third business and I transferred my knowledge into building other people's businesses. So a man called Mark Newson, I don't know if you've got an iWatch, but he designed- I haven't, right? Actually, I haven't. <laughs> I had one and I sent it back because the Fitbit's way better and I'm an Apple whore. I just, right. I was like, I have to recharge this every day. Fuck off, Fitbit. <laughs> I'm sending it back. Well, yeah. the man that designed the iWatch is a man called Mark Newson, and yeah. he was my client. So I traveled around the world with him and launched his car and his watch and his book and his bike and all the stuff that he did. And then I landed a brand called Pringle of Scotland, which you will probably know. I'm not sure your American friends will know, but it was a big golfing brand, Nick Faldo. Yep. And I brought it back from a brand that was a golfing brand, quite tired, to a brand on Bond Street, which is one of the most famous streets of London. Yep. And from that point, um, I had a queue of renovation businesses. So I brought back Geeves and Hawks and Lacoste and Wrangler and all the big brands. And I got known for about 17 years of building, renovating and refreshing some of the most famous brands on the high street. So you would look at my life to that point and go, oh my gosh, Lindsay, you've done so much. But at that point, I was completely fed up. I'd completely had enough of building commercial businesses. I couldn't believe that I was making all these businesses so much money and the fact that it wasn't being given back to impact or to purpose. So I walked away from that life. I walked practically walked away from my third business because I was so fed up with the industry and I decided to start my proper career. So I started my fourth business, which I know you're gonna talk about, which is Bob Earth. And the main reason for doing it was because I looked at that girl age 11 in the kitchen with my mum and I went, she was here and she wanted to be like Oprah Winfrey. What did I see in Oprah that day? What was it that Oprah inspired me around? And I went, okay, so I'm here to shift the world into a new era through the eyes of brands. I believe that I could build brands, build businesses that were going to impact change in the world. And so my new journey began. That's that's phenomenal. It's almost it's almost like you've gone right. <sighs> Building amazing brands that are tremendously successful, consumed by celebrities, queued around the street from Bond Street, which you know, if you haven't heard of, just look on your Monopoly board. Um, bringing it, that's too easy. How can I almost with one arm tied behind my back? Um, paying homage to my 11 year old self making sure that something awesome is written on my gravestone. How can I do the same thing, but also make impact in the world? And I think that's uh, whenever, whenever, whenever I talk to a true entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur who, who holds impact, positive impact, making the world a better place as a result of their brand being on it, rather than chasing Lambos, <laughs> like, it, it brings tingles. It brings tingles. Um, by the way, have a Lambo. By the way, I mean, you know, by, by all means, if you want a toy, have a Lambo, guys. Like, absolutely, <laughs> you've earned it. Fuck knows, you have earned it. You have, you know, you have done, Maybe done the Maybe a Tesla time. over a Lambo, right? Definitely a Tesla Maybe. over a Lambo. Um, but, you know, but have more of a focus and more of, more of your attention on what, what positive good is my brand doing? Like, how is the world better as a result of me doing my thing? How can I change what I'm doing right now, even with a small pivot, just to make the world a little bit better? Um, and, and, and things that count and things that matter. So Bob Earth, what is Bob Earth? And who's Bob? Oh, so do you know what? I was um, working with a client and she was and I was helping her to IPO at the London Stock Exchange. And I was with my business partner at the time. They turned around, and they said, are you Bob? <laughs> and we just giggled and went, uh, no. <laughs> so look, 
it was Bob came about because it was supposed to be the business of brand. And what that really meant was that people were thinking about their brand as a branding exercise. And when I moved into the fourth business and I said, what people said, what do you do? And I said, well, I build brands that are going to impact change in the world. And people went, oh, great. Look at my logo or my website. And I looked at them and went, why are you showing me the branding <laughs> of your business and realize that people thought about the brand as their branding. So the world that I came from was a world of brands. Like, you know, when I work with these global brands, Wrangler, Lacoste, Superdry, G-Star, whichever it was, they thought about their business as a brand yeah. and the whole of the business end to end. So I decided to call it Bob Earth because Bob Earth is a purpose led platform that connects people, brands, businesses, or people brands together to unite so that they can learn together to grow, which is a really key ingredient. When you learn together, you can then go and trade together to impact change in the world. And I decided to set Bob Earth up because of my second business, actually, the shoe business, when I learned about distribution around the world. With my fourth business, I wanted everybody to be seen and heard, no matter where they lived or the demographic that they lived in. My belief is that it doesn't matter where you were born or what you were brought up in. Everybody should have the right to be able to learn the same things. Education is the heart of everything that we do. And so my belief was that, yes, if I could teach these people, that would be one thing. But what if I had a platform that brought all the connections together on this brand new earth so that they could campaign together, so that they could partner together, so that they could go out together and move from being silo, which is where businesses are at the moment, where it's an I conversation, and move into a we conversation where we are going to go and shift education, health, manufacturing, retail, finance, whatever the industry is, whatever the societal issue is. And the platform is a brand new earth that connects people all around the world. And that's what it's there to do. Build brands that are going to grow businesses that are going to impact industries and shift the world. Well, I've got, I'm split, right? This, this, this minor radio silence is because I'm split. There's two complete tangents we could take at this point. And and the one I'd like to explore is for the um, is for the skeptics in the audience. Now, we I've spoken about this for a long time, and I think I think um, there's different ways that I've heard it positioned. I love these conversations. I've had many of these conversations. Um, we um, those listening to the show, Lindsay, this might be new to you, but like one of my businesses is a mastermind business called Digital Founders Network. We hold um, luxury masterminds around the world, sort of small, small audiences around 35, um, seven, eight and nine figure brand owners that come together to collaborate and, um, work hard, play hard, uh, for a week. Our next one is in a month and we're in Mexico. Our last one was in 2019 and we were in Koh Samui in Thailand. We literally do it all over the world. Now we've had many of these conversations around impact and Every entrepreneur, every successful entrepreneur, every serial entrepreneur hits this point. They hit the point and it's, it, they might be roughly following Mavlov's hierarchy of needs, but they, they hit the point whereby money isn't doing it for them anymore, right? They've got enough money, you know, the first 50 grand a year. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's your shelter. That's like your things, your next 50 grand. It's got diminishing returns. Okay. That's your toys. That's your, your whatever. But he gets to the point where it's like, Hey, money's not cutting it. What's next. And then you, you start working your way up the, up the pyramid and you start looking at, um, I mean, what I call the gravestone test. I, um, dropped it in earlier on whereby it's like, what do I want to be remembered for? And I haven't met anyone yet that goes, um, what I want on my gravestone is here lies Martin, owner of five Lambos, and um, I got trunk or drunk or crunk or whatever the kids are calling it nowadays nightly and, you know, snorted my way through my 20s. No, no one, no one wants that. They, they, they want to know that they've got legacy. They start thinking about legacy. They start thinking about impact. They start thinking about um, greater good, higher purpose, uh, souls. Um, you know, afterlife, whatever that is, that that's, that's where, where the, the discussion inevitably goes. And so impact 
and pivoting your business, in my mind, in pivoting your business and using entrepreneurship, which is the fastest change you can make. Governments won't move as quick as, as a fast growing startup ever, right? Entrepreneurs are the ones that are gonna push change and make change happen quickly, like the quickest, right? And the entrepreneurs are the ones who inherently see a problem as a fun challenge, not as an obstacle. So for the skeptics listening who now haven't, who still like skeptical, even after that speech, and I'm going to step off my soapbox, um, <laughs> why, why is it important to you? So important that you travel around the world, giving keynotes, you, you know, you're waiting in airports, you're, you, you know, you're, you're jet lagged. You don't know what day or time it is as anybody that's experienced extensive back-to-back -back travel um, knows. Why is it important to you? to to make this a thing and build community around it look you touched on souls and spirituality so i believe in business and spirituality combined and i believe that everybody is here on this planet to have a purpose to re-remember who they are and why they're here on this earth and from a very young age i've had the gift of sight so i've been able to see vision future channel whatever it is you want to call it and at a young age, I knew that I had a purpose around impacting change of some description, the Oprah Winfrey story. Um, the reality of it is, like you just said, I believe in legacy beyond fame and purpose beyond profit. That's the main thing that I would say to people. So when I started Bob, which was my fourth business, I looked at my other businesses in my college course and looked at, okay, great. I've learned all my trade to be able to now translate and transfer my knowledge into any industry sector and any size. Look, I've worked with thousands of businesses, not hundreds, thousands. I've only ever done this for a living. So with that, um, we've had different types of businesses come through and different types of people. So I can be working with a very famous celebrity or YouTube star that's got millions of followers on the internet. I can be working with an engineer, accountant, a lawyer, and each one of them, whether they are, they need to shift their mindset over. But my belief is that change will come from the people and not from the institutions. So why I set the fourth business up was if people can recognize and re-remember who they are, what they want to be known for, why they're on this planet then you start building your business dna your personal dna from that space then you can look at your what you want to build the commercial model that sits underneath you and you can look at that and go from a commercial aspect and a cultural aspect and like you said when you look at your gravestone what you'll then be able to do is go i built it around legacy purpose and influence and i built it around sales awareness and value but I led with legacy and purpose and influence. And then you will drive the success underneath you. Most entrepreneurs know that you don't go chase the money. You actually go chase the legacy. And when you lead with that and you forget about needing to make the money spiritually, money flows because you've unblocked all the energy around money in the first place. Absolutely. And, and, and I think I think like the, the, the middle ground, like the evolution, if you like, um, you know, that it might be that um, once upon a time, people were talking about chasing money. I don't think that happened for very long. And now um, I think the, the most prevalent teaching is is give value money follows value money follows. So your to so your consumers, the people you're in your brand, you make them feel good about themselves, you educate them, you make them laugh, you make um, you en enhance their life, you 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 enhance their, their finances, their love, their health, their what whatever it is, whatever sector you're in, you're, you're demonstrating value, the money follows. But actually, what we're talking about now is is um, is impact and legacy and 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 making that happen and the, and, and the money follows. And I know uh, we're speaking off air, um, but you know, you're hanging out with Branson on Necker Island, um, you know, not, not so long ago. And, you know, he's, I mean, he's the OG of this, right? He's, he is the, you know, um, the person that, that does this and, 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 you know, follows his heart and, and has less, way less concern about any kind of money it follows. All right. So hopefully we've converted some of the skeptics in the room. <laughs> hopefully hopefully and now and now they're saying okay okay that's cool i've got a successful brand at the moment and actually you're speaking my language i don't feel content i feel there's something in here i've got this energy that's cooped up pent up it's i'm not 
you know, I'm looking at my Shopify dashboard and I'm seeing millions rolling in and I don't really care, right? It's not really lighting me up like it once did. And maybe this impact thing is the thing that, that I should be doing, this, this making the world a better place. Okay, great, we're there. How can a entrepreneur nowadays start that pivot? What's, what's, what's the baby steps? What's the, what's the first few steps, Lindsay, hit us. Look, I have, um, I've been teaching, people sometimes used to say to me, oh, it's just the high digital or high growth or high scale ups. And I'd be like, actually, I work with a lot of traditional businesses. You know, people are looking to switch their business model over. So like I said to you, engineer, accountant, eco solar panel businesses. And I worked um, and, and taught many years for the London Stock Exchange the elite program helping them to build the brand equity value of the business to ipo and also for the mayor's international business program helping them to trade overseas and recently most recently working with the united nations and the global compact so we've had about five and a half thousand businesses go through our programs globally and what I would always say to them is that you need to start the business from the top down rather than the bottom up. So people tend to think about their business model from a sales perspective and they'll say, OK, I want to drive sales in the door. And once they've sorted that out, they'll go channel. OK, I need to open up a few more routes to market. And then they'll think, all right, products, maybe I need to build a few more products. And then eventually they'll get up to brand and they'll think it's branding, right? Logos, visual tone. And so I say to them, right, that's right. So I'll say to them, look, you need to think about your business from the top down rather than the bottom up. And you need to think about it in three ways. So what's your business today? Have a really good look at what your business is today. The brand, not the branding, as you, but the brand is your business model the purpose, the asset, who you're talking to emotionally, what products you've got, tangible, intangible, what channels you go through, routes to market, what sales process, just have a look at your business today. Then I'm going to stretch you all the way to the future, much further than you would probably take yourself. And I'll stretch you out there and I'd say to you, what do you want to be known for? And how do you want to show up? And then I build the brand around that. But we look at it, what the asset is of the business. What's the value that sits inside this business that you can put to the top of the business model and link with your purpose and then drive it through an emotional connection with the customer. Then design the commercial business model under it, the product, the channel, the sales system with you. And once you've designed that all the way out to the future, you're going to then have a, you're going to stand there look at that business and then you're going to have a good look at the business that you're in today and i'm going to say to you are you in the business that you want to be in today and if you're not then and if you are then we need to adapt what the business needs to look like for that future picture and if you're not we need to renovate the existing business today and so then once you've looked at your existing business, then you can build the business for tomorrow and the tomorrow business takes you from today to the future. Now, you may never build out that full vision for growth for the future, but what we're doing is building the full picture so you can then understand what investment criteria you need, when you want to exit, what the legacy piece needs to look like for you, what's on your gravestone, as you've just described, and you can see that full picture. And what most people do is work bottom up. They'll build their business today and they may take a few steps to tomorrow, but it's really only a better version of today. And what you really need to look at is what the whole picture for growth looks like, how you're impacting change, but building the commercial business model underneath it as well. It feels like such a luxury sometimes stepping out of the day to day and working on your business, not in your business. And yet, I align that to um, direction, like a compass. Like, it, it say, say you're like an old timely sailor, and you're out in the in the high seas, and you can't see land in any direction. 
and say in this old timely world you've somehow acquired a um you know an onboard engine that makes your boat go super fast or you've just got super sails up and and it's very windy right you can choose your direction and you can travel very very fast in that direction now if you focus on just moving fast you're in terms of looking at the compass you could be a few degrees off but after traveling very very fast for hours days weeks months years like you would in a business you could be hundreds and hundreds of miles away from the destination you initially set out to get to by taking yourself out of the business and not working in it but working on it and being very very clear on the destination that you're trying to get to you can align that compass so that when you're moving fast you're actually moving in the right direction not away from it now one of the um one of the mechanisms and tools and I, I consider myself a visionary as well my myers-briggs personality type puts me as that and um and it, it takes a while right you, you when when you learn about your superpower and everybody listening today has a superpower but when you learn about your superpower you assume everybody's got it and you you get i got get frustrated initially with people that didn't get it didn't see things how how i saw things but you know understanding okay what's step one step two roughly where you're trying to get to i can map out all your steps to you know 50 50 100 steps out right and that's and that's that's the superpower one of the tools that i absolutely love is a tool called vivid vision have you heard of that lindsay no vivid vision so, so vivid vision is a book by cameron herald who has been on the show um, he's, he's a fantastic entrepreneur. He grew um, 1-800-GOT-JUNK to a $100 million a year level um, back when, and he's a keynote speaker and travels all around the world. He's a very, very smart dude. And, and one of the things he talks about is this tool called Vivid Vision, which is literally painting. It's not like your business plan. It's not your mission statement, all that shit. It's, 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 it's painting a very vivid vision that's the name of what life looks like five years out, 10 years out in your business, what day to day looks like, who you're meeting in the corridors, who you're speaking to, what kind of conversations you're having, what's the press talk, um, saying about your company, what are you proud of, what are your challenges, um, you know, what, what are your conversations like, it's painting that really, really clear um, vision, right, and then you use that and 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 you 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 clarify that it takes it takes a, a while right and it's very rough at first but you clarify that down and then you share that with your team and you share that with the people around you so everybody really understands what's going through your head because with the best will in the world you as the ceo you might have a very clear vision and you talk about it you kind of touch upon it with your your staff and then you sort of go do you get it and they go yes because they don't want to look stupid they go yes i absolutely i understand what you're talking about got it but they don't, they don't got it. And, and how would they? It's an impossible task to see inside your brain. And so the vivid vision helps extract that in a way that people are like, right, I get it. And we did that with Nubru. Um, I did that with Nubru like before we even launched. And um, what you were saying earlier on as well about um, making that impact um, start now, right? It's not starting when you're a massive business further out. We dedicated a percentage of our revenue from the very, before we were profitable, to to impact and 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 it was, it's a it's a line item on our PL and has been from the very beginning and you know everybody in the in the company is 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 very at peace and proud of that fact and you know that was part of that vision um so yeah vivid vision and that and and you know and you said about um, dedicating a, a line item and we teach in the business school around building a foundation and a commercial business model and not just building actually a charity or a commercial business model. And so the models that we build for people and we have for ourselves is um, self-circular. So our commercial model where we build, where we bring businesses in to build and scale a business around impact, but drive the valuation of the business for sale or exit or whatever is one side. But then the other side is we have the L&D Foundation and the L&D Foundation, a bit like yourself, has been running since we started the very first school and gives a bursary. We've had hundreds of people come through where we've given a bursary or during the pandemic, we've literally given spaces fully, not even a bursary. And we, um, we've been able to give the IP to people that can't afford to come through, people that have struggled through the pandemic. We had about two and a half thousand businesses that paid and came through bursaries and enabled people to really understand how to build and scale their business for a new era 
not for the old era of 20, 20th century thinking, but what does a 21st century thinking business model look like? And that is putting percentages there, giving back and building a commercial business model entwined. Amazing. And so um, we've spoken about Bob Earth. Can we talk a little bit about Unite on Purpose? What is that? <laughs> so our purpose is to unite the world on purpose. And look, we're, what we describe as we're a purpose-led platform, the technology platform, when you come onto Earth, it's a gamified platform. It's really fun. You get a house, you get an avatar, you build your own house, you put it on a street. And everybody that comes onto Earth is not known for their commercial business, they're known for their purpose. So you've got somebody engineering a better society or finding the cure for cancer in dogs or architecting your own health or you know, being the voice of women's wealth, whatever their purpose is, that's their profile and their house. And so the platform is a campaigning platform for good. So the ultimate thing for the platform is that we teach people how to come together and unite with their own industry, with society, to be able to unite the world on purpose. So in July, like uh, last year, we brought 140 businesses from different industry sectors. So it was about a thousand people in total through their employer brands and so forth that work for the organizations. And we taught them through the program how to campaign together. And we got them to unite on purpose. So we made a bag with Unite on Purpose and we got them to put their purpose inside the bag and chuck the bag to the next person. So we had, we had, we had hundreds of people with the bag saying, I am known for you know, shifting the world into a new era. They threw the bag to the next person. The bag person had to catch the purpose, put bag put the purpose in the bag and chuck it along and we got it trending on twitter for the whole day we only got knocked off by argus catalog because they <laughs> gone online and we got knocked off but apart from that with no advertising spend we got it trending on twitter all day which was amazing so then i decided to take it a step further and build a summit create a summit a five-year summit and what if in five years we could really unite the world on purpose and bring these industries together, teach them how to campaign together and shift the business models over and actually shift the industries. So in, back in November 17th, the lady I've been working with for a few years at the United Nations came and opened the summit for me. And she talked about how to trade together, how to connect, learn and trade for a new world, the goals, what that meant. And then the summit went live and we were live in the UK. Then we were in Australia. Then we were in America. Then we we're in Canada. Then we we're back to Australia and back to the UK. 24 hours live, 57 speakers from around the world. And it was all... Um, around uniting the world on purpose. And the main thing is about reducing your carbon footprint and increasing your purpose footprint. So how do you drive an ethical business model and drive the impact, track the impact of every single purpose that actually align my purpose with your purpose and together we grow? So whether it's from the grassroots or from the world with like world leaders. So it can be world leaders, industry leaders, societal leaders, business leaders, kid leaders, whichever category you're in, we're looking at how to connect you with somebody else. And eventually we have 1 billion acts of purpose. There's those tingles again. Uh, <laughs> it's phenomenal. So where, so where can people find out more about Bob Earth and Unite on Purpose and indeed, like reach out to you if they if they um, have a burning desire to do so. So one of the things I've got, um, and this has been one of my pet projects that I've worked on for a couple of years. This is my new board game called The Race to Impact the World. Wow. And it's going into some pretty big retail shops over in uh, October and November, one very large one in the UK. And um, they bought, you know, a couple of thousand units and they're promoting it nationwide. So look, if you want to come and join us with your family, because the next summit is the future leaders around racing to impact the world, 
come and join the Unite on Purpose Summit. It's on November 17th. You can go on to boberth.com or you can go on to uniteonpurpose.com. And we ask you to give £24 and we're then able to give the education, all you are, to another person. That gives you access then to the summit. And what we're looking for you to do is gift. We give you a gift code for the £24. You will be able to gift somebody with the Find Your Formula indicator and order, all the webinars and the summit, and also um, loads of content that's on the platform. That's our gift from you to somebody else. And otherwise, come and join us on Bob Earth because we're like spinning around the earth. There's you know a few thousand people on there and they're all purpose-led. So there's people from industry sectors, there's world leaders on there, there's you know societal leaders, there's a few celebrities on there. There's different people from different sectors and the main join, and it says it on the box, is what they want to be known for. So the main thing is what their purpose is and what they stand for. And that's how people come and join together and learn together, build a business and impact change in the world. Amazing. So uniteonpurpose.com and boberth.com. I highly encourage you, everybody listening today, to, to check those out. If you're not watching the video, um, you're listening to the audio version of this because it will go out before the video, um, Lindsay held up an incredible board game um, there. It, it, it was in, it's in a box and it, it's, uh, I love that you're gamifying things here as well like that that's that's absolutely beautiful so at this point in the show we like to mix it up we go into the rapid fire question round i ask the questions quickly you can dilly dally and dawdle or you can answer in kind are you up for that Lindsay? i'm up for that i'm up for the challenge all right are you two thumbs come up on. Two let's thumbs do up? it okay. let's see the thumbs i'm up for it there i'm up for are. it come on all right question number one if you ever had to start again how would you make your impact changed it if i was going to start again i would have um, a very large youtube channel mm. and i would be driving tv into everything that i did i would go and hustle and get some absolutely ridiculous people onto the program no matter who they were and i would be putting my profile out there and leading with a television program. Because I came from a TV background of presenting television programs in my other life. <laughs> nice. Question two, what's the most common or biggest mistake leaders make? The most common mistake that business leaders make is staying in the today. So if they can just get their head out of the parapet and realize that if they can re-remember who they are and why they're on this planet, then they would potentially build their themselves and then their business differently from what they're doing today. People forget who they are and they need to re-remember who they are and why they're on this planet. Who is a great leader, alive or dead, and why? God. <laughs> Look, um, I'm a believer in many different leaders. So it's not that I, I don't live my life by one leader alive or dead, to be honest. I believe that we're a creator of the universe and that we are all a bit creators in our own right. So everybody is the best leader. And if we all realize that and stopped fighting with each other, then we would all come together around unity, which is the main reason for uniting the world on purpose, because unity is the highest context that we can all get to, which is one. Amazing. What is one of your proudest moments? Having my kids, without a doubt. My two children are my absolute proudest moment. Um, so from a personal perspective, there's nothing more important to me than my kids. And my proudest moment then is them seeing, particularly my daughter, how I am out in the world impacting change and what I've done. And during the pandemic, she would just wander on. I could be on a call with the UN or whoever it was. She'd sit with me. She's nine years of age. Hi. You know, and I'd be like, sit down, pull up a chair, listen to the meeting. This is my daughter. And for me, if I can help her to see through the eyes that it's fantastic that you can have kids 
put your kids first. Like I have the holidays off with them. I call it brain holiday where I'm creating something new. But at the same time that she can see what I'm doing to impact change in the world, then that should hopefully rub off and go to the next generation of leaders. Amazing. What's one interesting fact about you that not many people would know? Um, I play the piano and I sing. <laughs> and I've been doing that since the age of four. And when I was younger, I was, and I, and I used to drag my dad around all the um, auditions so that, because I desperately wanted to be a singer and be on the stage. I love singing and playing the piano. And then it's interesting, I said to my daughter, isn't it funny? Because I've ended up being on stage and performing all around the world, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be when I was a kid. It's, it's delighting people with your words and your keynotes, not, not so much your, your song and your keynotes. Yeah, my song, but it's, but it's funny because the spoken word is similar to singing and playing the piano. Absolutely. Maybe you could work that in. Maybe you could work some sort of music into your, uh, into your next keynote. I've actually thought about doing um, a song for the Uniting the World on Purpose Summit. And if you'd like to, would you like to come and sing a line? You know, a bit <laughs> like um, We Are the World like, and with Michael Jackson when they had all the different lines. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of doing that. Okay, if like Feed the World, like the, the, the Christmas number, band But then doing it, Uniting the World on Purpose. So I'm thinking about a song. I'd love that. I think, I think as, um, my one um, request would be that my particular microphone was muted. And then I, you know, I will let your heart's content. I can't do any of those things. No, anymore. none of that. None of that. You can say a line. <laughs> I'll say I'll say a and line. And when we come together to unite. Yes. There we go. We'll do that. I was in the choir at school, actually, fun oh. fact. But um, yeah, my, my wife tells me I'm a terrible singer. I, and oh. she, she's an honest person. What daily routines do you have, whether it's morning or evening, that have helped make you successful? Um. Do you know, I'm, I'm very um, health conscious and mind conscious. So I'm not one of those people that sits every day and meditates, but I, I have had the gift of sight since I was a kid. So opening up to the universe, channeling, whatever you want to call it, is part of my who I am. So I can connect in with two worlds. Um, and so, but eating well, exercising well, I'm, I'm on my bicycle. You'll often see me riding around Barnes or Richmond on my bicycle. And for me, it's very important to have that balance between the two, not working too hard and forgetting about yourself and actually having you time. And that means not just with the kids either, actual proper you time, me time, where I go and do the things that I love, like horse riding, tennis, yoga, be on my bicycle, playing the piano, singing, all those things that make me really happy, really then stimulate my brain of creativity. Amazing. What book or books changed your mindset or life? Oh, do you know, isn't it funny you asked me that? I'm going to show you the first book that really changed my thought process and I'm going back and I don't know why it's in the office but it is so I'm going to go with it um this was a book from when I was I don't know 24 it's called conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh it is not a religious book and it is not about any religion but what it does it's a, it's if anybody knows him he's got millions upon millions and millions and hundreds of millions of followers it's called Neil Donald Walsh and he's all about actually channeling and letting people know what's happening with the world. And because I'm a bit of a futurist, I spot gaps, I look at trends, I know when things are coming. Um, that book really inspired me around what was happening with the world and the planet. And then from that, people like um, A New Earth is a great book. You've got another book by... Um, the Monk Who Sold This Ferrari. That was a fantastic book that I read early on. Those types of books were the books that I really loved. Um, and they kind of inspired me to be me actually and to be and to honor who I am and actually understand that it's business and spirituality combined. All those types of books are very much in that direction. 
Phenomenal. I love, I love it when we get new books um, suggestions on the show, and those those are all I believe. Maybe a new Earth has been suggested, but the other two definitely um, are new. And for those, um, I mean, it's a fun question that as well because we have now we have more than one hundred and thirty. Um, game-changing book suggestions from uh, sorry m way more than 100 from 130 people and um we at great time and effort and energy have like put all of that together into into one kind of file whereby you know all of the recommendations are uh, are compiled and so we're going to have that on our on the smart destiny website soon and uh, well, why don't yeah, you put my book on there brand famous Brand fame. How to get everyone talking about your business. You can chuck that in the mix. And I'm writing my new book at the moment. Oh. So that one's around a brand new earth. Love it. What's the most exciting question you spend your time thinking about? Oh, how to impact change in the world. How do we shift the world into a new era? My constant thought process is, you know, to race to look to race to impact the world and that's the fun and it's and why i turned it into a game you talked about your guy that does the visioning side in my business school we teach people how to write your big game and for me world your life is a game and when you think about it and you don't take it too seriously you'll play full out so the race to impact the world how do we all come together and race to impact the world and what does that look like for us all I love that. Um, treat the world like a game um, or, or, or life. Um, and the reason I like that, and actually often, often the restrictive things in an entrepreneurial journey is fear. It's fear of what could happen, and it's and it's playing in your in your safe zone and in your comfort zone, and not and not pushing that. And yeah, if you're playing poker. Um, I don't play poker. If, if, if I was in a poker game, I might as well just give you the money, but I'd have fun doing it. You have a poker um, face. Yeah, I have a poker face, perhaps. <laughs> and um, But if you're playing poker and it's just for chips for fun and the chips don't have any monetary value, you might go, oh, fuck it, all in, and, and you know, have fun doing it. Whereas when it's with money, you might, you know, give it more thought. You might play a bit more cautious. You might, it, you know, it might be slower and you might, that, that result of the game will happen a little bit. It will take longer to happen. And treating the world like a game and understanding that probably if the worst thing that could happen happened, you could probably still bounce back from it and you could probably, you know, still recover. Uh, and, and just and just treating it like a game. I, I like that as an analogy. There's a lot of people who just say, I'll push the boundaries. What What's the worst that could happen? Plan for that. I like that. Treat the world like a game. I'll keep coming back to that. That's something I'm going to. That was why I created board game. Mm. Because my belief was that if people could really, it was supposed to be the modern day monopoly. So, but instead of won, won, winning money and with the money side, you actually gain impact points. And it's who races to impact the world first. Who's the guru with the biggest foundation that's impacting change in the world. Mm. But it teaches you how to build a business around impact and then, and then sell it and so forth. But the main thing is when you think about the world as a game, you'll know that in life we've chosen to have these experiences. So when something comes around you that isn't necessarily something that you think is great for you right now or can be really hurtful or damaging or something around you, then you need to know that what's around the corner you may not be able to see yet. So if you can do that and actually think about it as a game, the game of life is you can't see the whole game, can you, until you play the game out. So trust in the space that you're in and the journey that you're in, because round the corner, something really bad that's happened to you can be and make the rest of your life. So play the game full out, good or bad. Love that. What underrated or unusual food or drink should more people try out? Um, underrated food or drink look i'm i studied in nutrition for a number of years so for me um i think people should be more conscious about what they're putting into their body in general and particularly as well with the pandemic and so forth really think about what it's okay to say no actually it's okay to stand there and go 
this is my body and I choose what I put into this body. Nobody can tell you yes or no about what's going to be put in. So, so I've lived quite a, a, you know, a, a natural life and so forth. But there's, for me, it's not one thing. It's about understanding your body as a, as a vessel. And then you'll think about consciously what you're putting in it. And then also remember that a little bit of something is fine. So having that cheat day, not beating yourself up, not thinking about yourself as being on a diet or anything like that and just thinking this again about your journey then you'll think about consciously whatever you're putting in your body is right or wrong for that day amazing and then that brings us to the final question my favorite question i think the most important question pause for effect Drum Lindsay, roll. what makes you happiest when i'm on my purpose and when I'm off purpose and I can't see what's in front of me, then I'm unhappy. And when I'm on purpose and the natural form of life goes into order around me and so forth, whether it's good or bad, but I just feel like the natural order goes in front of me, then, then I can live a life of happiness. And, and that's definitely what makes me happy. And then the other side is my kids obviously like the most joy that I ever get in my whole life. And I'm so blessed and thankful that, you know, I have my children in my life and so forth. That's, that's, you know, that, that's, that's what makes the world go around for me. Amazing. A fantastic answer to cap off a fantastic question answer round, and indeed to cap off a fantastic interview at this point, right near the end, but at this point, have you got any asks or requests of the audience listening today? I'd really love it if you listened to this interview and thought to yourself one question, what do you want to be known for? Because if you really get to re-remember who you are and why you're on this planet, then you will think differently about what you're going to do with your life starting from today. And it doesn't matter. You may hear this a hundred times, but it might be this recording today that makes you stop and listen and think about that. And if you do think about that, then come and message me. I'm on any social media channel. Message me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want, or come onto Bob Earth. You'll find me spinning around the earth or come into the Bob Earth Facebook group. There's a couple of thousand people in there and actually let me know. I love hearing what people say, like, what's your purpose? What do you stand for? What do you want to be known for? And then have a conversation with me about what do you want to build? How do you want to build a business to grow and shift an industry and make a positive change in the world? Boom. Do that. And a bit more of that. Lindsay, it's been fantastic. It's been an absolute roller coaster of pleasure today. It's been, I've, I've just enjoyed just being completely you know, true to, to the, the mission and purpose of this show today and, and speaking about impact and, and, you know, how to explore that, how to get into that, how to make it fun, how to make it um, valuable, how to make it impactful and, and, and just the, the, the word that describes your soul when it's on the right course on it so it's on the right trajectory it's been an absolute delight and pleasure um having you here today and sharing thank you so much we are all grateful here at smarter destiny thank you thank you for having me wonderful Hey there, you incredibly good-looking human. Thanks so much for listening. If you had a good time today and would like more good times in the future, please hit that subscribe button and leave a heartwarming review. I read them all and it will go a long way to help others out there benefit from all the teachings of this show. And if you want to get in touch or otherwise learn more about me, head to martincook.co.uk or smarterdestiny.com. I really appreciate you. You're an incredible human. Until next time, keep crushing.